Hello there. How are you? <laughs> Welcome to the Claim the Stage podcast. I'm Angela Lucier and I'm your host. I'm also an author and a speaker and the CEO and founder of the Speaker Sisterhood, a network of public speaking clubs for women. And you can find out more about those at speakersisterhood.com. And the Claim the Stage podcast that you are listening to right now is a podcast for women who are interested in discovering, awakening, and creating their voice through the art of public speaking. And I interview all kinds of interesting people who help us to advance that mission. And tonight, today's episode is no different. I'm interviewing Jody Flynn, who is talking about how to get out of your own way and put yourself out there. And if you've ever struggled with hitting go live on a Facebook live video or, you know, posting that vulnerable blog post or being interviewed on TV about your work or your business, then this episode is for you because it, the bottom line is there's nothing easy about putting yourself in front of others to be judged. <laughs> and I know that's not necessarily why you're doing it, but it, we feel like, oh my God, what is everyone going to think of me? What if this doesn't work? What if I say the wrong thing? What if I embarrass myself? You know, these are all the questions we have going through our mind. And so at the end of that conversation we have with ourselves, the outcome is often, well, I'm just not going to do it. But what today's episode is about is getting yourself to do it anyway. And it, the goal is the more you, you get out and you're visible and you talk about your work, the more you grow, the more your mission grows, the bigger your business becomes, the bigger your book becomes, the bigger your speaking career becomes. Whatever you're trying to build by connecting with people through your words, whether you're writing them or speaking them, the, the faster things happen for you because people know you're there, right? So today's interview is, is a lot of fun. And I share one of my goals for this year. And, and right after I shared it, I'm like, why did I just say that? <laughs> so, so embarrassing. But again, it's, just, it's an opportunity to put myself out there in a new way. So you're welcome. <laughs> and um, so I hope you enjoy and take notes because these four steps are, they seem pretty simple on the surface, but once you start doing them, you might find that there's a lot more in there that you need to work through in order to get this stuff done. So without further ado, my interview with Jody Flynn. Well, hello everyone in Facebook land and Claim the Stage podcast. Welcome back to the show. This is my first, actually it's my second episode of 2018, but my first episode with uh, a guest. And today's guest is Jody Flynn. And I'm very excited to have her on the show today because we're going to be talking about, you know, how do you put yourself out there? It's the subject that I'm asked about all the time from friends and members of the speaker sisterhood and students and clients, they say, yeah, I want to go out and be a speaker, but I don't really want anyone to see me. <laughs> I don't actually want, want to market myself. I don't want to do Facebook live. I don't want to write blogs. I don't want to have a podcast. And you know, the thing is, if you want to be found, you have to be visible. So today on the show, we're going to talk about how you kind of you know, like put yourself out there. So my guest today, Jody Flynn, is the founder of Women Taking the Lead, a community of ambitious entrepreneurial women who want to go big. And she works with type A women who are already successful but have not yet achieved the level of success they want to achieve. So Jody leads her clients with kindness to help them see how extraordinary they are and so they can set priorities and get in action to achieve their biggest goals with 
ease. She became an Amazon bestselling author with the release of her book, Accomplished, How to Go from Dreaming to Doing. I love that. And her website is womentakingthelead.com. Jody, welcome to the show. Angela, I'm so honored to be here with you because we were just talking about this right before jumping on. I started seeing all these posts that your podcast was named by Forbes as the number one most inspiring podcast at the end of last year. So congratulations to you because <laughs> you put yourself out there and now you get to enjoy all the rewards. Thank you. I knew one day it would be worth it. <laughs> I mean, it's so exciting to to be recognized and just, you know, like I was saying to you when we got on this call today, I, I record this podcast in, an, in a closet in my house and I call it the glitter closet. I'm just going to give everyone a little view of the glitter so you can see what, what we're dealing with here. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I kind of did this as an experiment. So it's very cool to put myself out there and then get that recognition and also be able to help so many people in the process of doing that. So, um, I want to invite everyone who's watching today on Facebook Live to join our conversation. If you have any questions for Jody or if you have any comments you'd like to make, you can post them right below the video and I will be sure to ask them before our conversation ends. So thanks everyone for being here today and hello to everyone in Facebook land. Yay. So Jody, to get started, welcome to the show. <laughs> and um, how did you get into this kind of work? I, I'm always so curious about people's paths. Mm -hmm. uh, well, it's a windy road and I'll give you the, the quick edit version, Reader's Digest. So got my bachelor's in uh, psychology and was working on my master's in counseling psychology when I realized and I was told the only jobs I would qualify for with my master's in counseling psychology, especially in Massachusetts, where I was living and going to school, was a social work job. And sure enough, the only internships that were available were social work internships. And so I did my internship at the Rape Crisis Center in Worcester, Massachusetts, and, you know, definitely felt like I was doing good work, but also had the thought like, man, if I do this kind of work in five years, I'm going to be angry, bitter, <laughs> you know, not going to be myself anymore. And I realized I just wasn't wired at that point for that type of work. And I, so I thought, okay, I've got to do something different. And so I pivoted and I took an entry level position in a corporate job. It was doing mutual fund operations, back office for mutual funds. And it was really to only get a paycheck while I was trying to figure out what my next move was going to be. But it turned out to be the perfect environment for me. I'm pretty type A, you know, I come from a big family, so I can work with all different types of per personalities and age groups, and I have a pretty strong work ethic. And so I rose through the ranks pretty quickly, and I was promoted five times in six years. I became the assistant vice president of corporate quality, and it was going great until it wasn't going great. It just wasn't enough anymore. I wasn't feeling fulfilled, but I started meeting coaches around this time, and I really enjoyed being around them. There was something that drew me to them. There was something unique in them that, that really appealed to me. And so I started doing the research and lo and behold, in, in a three year span, the company I was working with for went through two acquisitions and it was just like signs from the universe. Now's the time I got to make my leap. So in 2010, I, uh, my job was outsourced, which was awesome, which for a lot of people, it's not awesome. For me, it was like the time was right and I was so ready. 
And so I started my coaching business. So that was almost seven and a half years ago. And of course, in the course of my business in seven and a half years, it's definitely gone through an evolution. But I have to say, I'm so happy with where I am now. I'm so happy with the work I'm doing and the people I work with and get to provide um, services and coaching for that uh, I, I, I couldn't even for a moment, think about changing anything that's happened. I love that story. And I love that you saw these moments where maybe some people would say like, oh, leaving a job, that's hard. That's going to be difficult. You saw it as opportunity. And there's always that opportunity. There's always that like two sides of the coin. Is this failure? Is this success? Is this good? Is this bad? <laughs> yes. And you know, for some people, they're just wired when they see an opportunity, they're risk takers, they go for it, right? Like low threshold for, for making a leap. I have to be honest, I got to the point where it was really uncomfortable. And on the other, like where I was felt so out of alignment with how I wanted to be living my life and what I saw on the other side, like to be coaching and have my own business, even though I had no training for being a business owner. I did have training for being a coach, but I didn't know what it meant to be an entrepreneur or what it was going to take or anything. But it was like all arrows were leading that way. And I was so jazzed and so passionate about doing that, that I, I didn't care about the risk. Like the risk was like, yep, that's just part of the package. You're, I'm just going to have to step into the unknown, but this looks so awesome. And so I just went for it. I love that. And that's mm -hmm. such a good lesson about paying attention to the signs. So yeah. today, what we are talking about are the four ways to get out of your own way so you can put yourself out there. And the concept of putting yourself out there is a tough one for many women. Do you have mm -hmm. any thoughts on why that is? Well, I think it's one of it's a nature versus nurture issue, but I think it's it's really a little bit of both. I think, um, and there's a spectrum of being feminine and masculine, right? There are some women that are more masculine, some men that are more feminine, but for I think for most women. Um, we're just wired to be supportive and nurturing. We want other people to succeed and we tend to put ourselves last. We're just kind of wired to give and be supportive. So when we think about, you know, taking the limelight and putting ourselves out there, it can feel like we're kind of going against our nature. But then in a nurturing sort of way, we've been also been getting messages, you know, since we were small about how we needed to play more the supporting actress rather than the leading actress. And that women who do want attention and do want to be in the limelight, there's something wrong with them, right? Their intentions are wrong. They're, they're needy or um, they're uh, like, heaven forbid, like ambitious, they're selfish, you know, all this stuff. And we don't want other people to see us that way. And also, you know, we're also told if you put yourself out there, you'll also open yourself up to judgment and criticism. And that feels very scary. Yeah. What do you think is the number one reason why women sh shy away from the spotlight? You named a lot of different ones, but do you think there's just one major reason? I, I think it's, it's, it comes down to being judged, right? That we're going to be we're going to look foolish one, right? Cause when you first put yourself out there, it feels very awkward and uncomfortable. So we feel like we're not going to be seen in the best light. So instantly we're going to be judged and criticized and that's going to play into some stories that we might have about ourselves about not being worthy. What's the truth about that though? What do you find happens when you put yourself out there? What kind of response do you get? Oh my God. This is, I, <laughs> 
this has happened so many times where I was so afraid, so afraid, so afraid. And, and I could tell several different stories about this. But when I finally put myself out there and did it, even though I was sweating and shaking and just, you know, felt like a bundle mess, like the feedback I got was, that's amazing. That was so great. Thank you so much. Thank you for doing this. Like, that's so great. I could never do that. And I was like, I, like, five minutes ago, I could never do that either. Right. So, but it's, it's, it tends to be, I I found in my experience, the opposite. Yes. I'm a mess while I'm doing it, but the feedback is more often than not. Thank you. Rather than, Oh, you messed up. Oh, you you know, you you shouldn't be doing this. (laughs) Well, yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. And I think the things that I'm most ashamed of when it comes to putting myself out there are the things that people most want to see. So I first did this podcast in the closet and I never mentioned the closet for like a while. And then one day a friend came over and goes, wait, this is where you record your podcast. That is awesome. You Mm -hmm. should be talking about that. I'm like, why? Like I'm hanging out next to like a Swiffer and cross country skis. And she's like, no, this is really cool. And I realized like just putting ourselves out there authentically for like who we are and and showing up as ourselves with all the weird things that we have, uh, you know, that make us us, it's actually a stronger connection. And it's not about being perfect. (laughs) And I think that's a big barrier to entry. I mean, how many times, I mean, we may not say it out loud, but how many times do we think like, all right, I've got to have it like, so it's perfect before I put it out there. Like it's going to be damn near perfect, you know, before it's acceptable. And so that's a big barrier to entry. But when we find out the truth, and that's why we appreciate so much the people who are willing to come forward to be like, look, this isn't glamorous. I'm in a closet. I bought this. I bought that. I've got a UBS mic hooked up to my laptop. I'm not in a studio. I'm doing this in my house. I'm talking to people via Skype or Zoom. We're not doing anything fancy here. People are so appreciative of that because it kind of pulls back the curtain. And then they realize, oh, the gap between where I am and where they are, it's not as far as I thought it was. Yes, absolutely. It's, 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 um, approachable. You can get Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. So I want to discuss those steps that women can go from hiding to being more visible. What, what's the first step they can take? Well, the first step is define what visible means to you right? I mean, this is a podcast about speaking, but for some people, I, when I talk to them, um, especially women business owners who are on the shy side or nervous about things, or they label themselves as introverted, you know, for them being visible means networking, right? And that doesn't necessarily even mean the social networking events that can feel very awkward for a lot of people, extroverts included, like for them, sometimes it's just asking somebody to do a coffee date. Like, what will I say? And, da, 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 and how are they going to judge me? That whole thing. So you got to define what visibility is for you. So for you and I, Angela, visibility, it's like we are visible. But if we wanted to be more visible, like what does that mean for us? So you have to get very clear on, you know, this goal. Otherwise, you're, you'll just kind of spin around wondering what you should be doing. So once you define the goal, Um, or I I should say define what it means to be visible. You got to create a goal, 
right? So what is, what is that going to look like? Are you going to do two networking coffee dates a week or maybe expand to one a month? Do you want to speak in front of a small group of people, you know, or expand out to a larger group? Do you want, does it mean traveling? Does it mean starting a podcast? Does it mean writing your book? Like, you know, so whatever that it thing is for you, define that goal so you know exactly what it is you're shooting for. Would you recommend baby steps for that goal or would you recommend taking like one big major step and just throwing yourself into it? Oh, that's such a great question. You know what? I don't even think it matters. I think, you know, there have been times where I've just thrown my hat over the wall and been like, I'm doing it. And it's so scary. and like, it's crazy. And, but if you're committed to it, and this is the thing, that's another step. You've really got to commit to this goal. If you're really committed to it, you'll do what it takes to get there. But if for you, like life is crazy, time is limited, you're, you know, you're someone who needs structure and a plan and for it to be all mapped out, baby steps will get you there too. I mean, I had a client who told me she tripled her business in three months. And I was like, how did you do that? And she's like, I did one thing every day that moved my business forward. That's it. One thing every day. So if you're the type of person where a big goal would cause you to do, you know, go into, um, paralysis by analysis, right? It's too much. It's too overwhelming. I can't, I can't do it all. Don't create a big goal, create baby steps. But I also have had clients who are like, I can't do baby steps. It's boring. I need something exciting. I need a challenge. I need to have the crap scared out of me in order for me to feel like this is a, a goal that's worth going after. You know, know yourself. I think that's one of the most important things is to really know yourself, know what motivates you, what's going to work for you and design your goal around that. I love that. And what about the stories you might be telling yourself after you define what visibility is and you set that goal? There might be some conversations taking place internally. How do you work with those conversations? Angela, this is the work that I do. And this is was going to be the theme of like our conversation. I knew it was coming here because this is the thing. Our external world is directly connected to our internal world. So if you have a story about yourself that says, I'm not a speaker, I can't do that, that's not me, I'm an introvert, and introverts don't do that, no matter how hard you try, before you hit your goal, you will self-sabotage yourself. And it doesn't even matter how far you get, you will not be able to hit the goal unless you change the story. You have to change your perception of yourself. So, you know, I, I set a big goal last year to run a Spartan race, you know, just for example, I had to change the story I had about myself in that, like, I'm not the kind of person who does that sort of thing. It was like, no, I am because I registered and I'm doing it. So I started like working out with women who do Spartan races and talking with them and taking in their stories. And, and I could keep up with them when we did the workouts. And I was like, okay, they do Spartan races and they do these workouts. I can do these workouts. I can do the Spartan race, right? So, you know, you have to find a way to change that story you have about yourself and what you're capable of. Because once that aligns with your goal, that's when it becomes easy. That's why I say in my bio, I help my clients achieve their big goals with ease. Because once they change the story about their who they are and their ability to achieve that goal, it gets a lot easier. It's like my leap into entrepreneurship. Once I was really jazzed and excited about it, yeah, there was big risk and a lot of unknowns, but it was very easy for me to make that transition.
Yeah. And I think also challenging your beliefs by doing the thing you say you can't do helps you to then say, well, I really have no proof. <laughs> that that's right. Because if you say, I'm not someone who does Facebook Live, that's for those other people out there. But then you hit go live on your phone and you record two minutes of yourself talking. Well, now you're someone who does Facebook Live. So you've right. got a, you've got something to work out there. <laughs> right. And you got to reinforce that too, because I remember when I started running road races for the longest time, I was like, well, I do these races, but I'm not really a runner. Right. I had a story <laughs> in my mind of what a runner was. And somebody was like, you register for a race, you run it and you complete it. Right. And I said, yes, they're like, you're a runner. You, and they're like, you don't even have to do races. If you go out of your house and you run, you are a runner. Right. So it's really like there are no rules. Like you get to decide who you are. I mean, yeah. that's the crazy thing. And the thing that a lot of us, you know, don't realize where we're disconnected from the fact that we can decide who we are and that's, and that's it. Yeah. And I want to just put in a plug for this process because I've, I've employed this process of believing that I could be something for years as a speaker, as an author, as an entrepreneur. But even today, this mindset of I'm not that person persists. And one of my goals this year is to become a sexy dancer <laughs> because I have the belief that I'm a terrible dancer. So I'm not just going to become a good dancer, but I'm going to be a sexy dancer. <laughs> okay. Define sexy dancer. You got to define that. Like I can move my hips in a way that looks normal, not awkward. <laughs> and I can, like, I can move on the dance floor in a way that looks like, damn, she knows what she's doing. Like you like, got oh, some rhythm going on. You're moving to the beat in the rhythm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so I have a Nintendo Wii and I've been doing Zumba and uh, just dance. And I've been like watching YouTube videos and I've been dancing in my bedroom just by myself. And it's really scary because I, as I watch myself in the mirror dance, I feel like I'm not someone who does this. And so I okay. just want to share that, like, even though you see people out there who are being visible in the world and doing things, like, we're all still working on stuff. Like, we all have these beliefs. So it's like a constant process, right? That we're always, like, trying to <laughs> see. I love this. And it, it aligns perfectly with the steps we're trying to convey to people. So, okay, so creating the goal, how will you know you succeeded in becoming a sexy dancer? I guess when I see myself dance, I won't be totally freaked out. Okay. So is that, is that the metric? Like, as long as I'm not totally freaked out, I have become a sexy dancer. Yeah. Okay. How will you like, so it's more internal that you'll just know it'll be a feeling I have like, okay, I could take this out of my bedroom. Well, I think that's the first goal. And then the second goal is I'd like to win a dance competition that will okay. be probably not in the next six months, but maybe by the end of the year. Right. That's yeah. awesome. Okay. So like, so one goal is more internal. So it's a comfort level with looking at yourself and being like, okay, I could, I could tolerate people seeing me dance. I don't feel that awkward, but then you're taking the show on the road and you're going to compete in yeah. something. And then you didn't even say you had to win. Like you're just doing it. Like you're participating and you're out in public. That yeah. is perfect. So the third step, so you've defined, you know, that the area you're working on, you've created two goals for this. The next step is accountability. And what I say to my clients is tell the people you trust and you just did it on Facebook live, like tell people who will encourage you. And I know with your community, they will definitely encourage you. Tell people that you have this goal so that people are asking you about it and they, they know you're doing this. And that gives you some accountability because for most of us, once we say it, like we're like, Oh, I said it, I said it out loud. I said it in public. I have to do this now. 
I like that. And so would you um, recommend having an accountability partner or a group or just kind of like putting it out there so that people know and then it's more of a conversation? I think this this also goes back to the know yourself category of there's some people who they don't like constantly being checked up on, you know, so the idea of accountability partner that they had to check in with on a, you know, a defined frequency they don't love. So for them more, it's putting it out there. I'm like, I'm doing this just so you all know, and I'll tell you when it's done. But there are some people who prefer structure like in, in their system. So for my clients, they tend to be, you know, type A. So they like structure. They like, you know, their checklists, their calendars, you know, all of that stuff. So having an accountability partner or group is perfect for them. Um, and the fourth thing I was going to say was get support, you know? So the third, third one was really just putting it out there and making your goal known, but then fourth, get the support that you need. So you have a, a Zumba program, you've got your we, that's giving you some support in it, but you also might want to join a group of other people who are doing something scary. And so you guys can talk about it in the progress that you're making. You can hire a coach, join a program, that sort of thing. So if, if for anyone who is in your community, if becoming a speaker is the big scary goal this year, well, you've got programs that they can become a part of and join with other women who also have this big scary goal as something that they're working on. So then they have community, not just support, but a community of people who are doing what they're doing. And, and that's always been the thing for me with my goals, the more, and this is, this is one of those know myself. Um, but if, if anyone who's listening is like me, I'll, I know I'll achieve my goal if I'm doing it socially. Right. If I've joined a group, if we're all in it together, we're doing it together. I don't want to let them down. And I want this to be fun, you know, and I want to be, and part of me in um, achieving my goals is supporting other people who have the same goal I do. So there's also this mentality of, I've got a role model for them. If I slack, if I back off, then I'm going to hold them back. I don't want to do that. I want to be carrying my own weight. So I have to stay the course so they can stay the course. And for me, that's a big motivator, being externally accountable and supportive of other people. Yeah, I like that self-awareness piece too, like knowing how you work best and then yes. working with that instead of trying to like put yourself into a, a, the steps that like, probably wouldn't work, but you think you're doing it right because you're following a path. <laughs> right. And Gretchen Rubin has an awesome quiz that she, like she wrote, uh, she introduced four personality tendencies that have to do with, you know, how you're motivated and how you make change or start new habits. And she introduced it in her book, Better Than Before, but her latest book, The Four Tendencies, is all about this. And if you Google a four tendencies quiz, Gretchen Rubin, you'll find this quiz. It's a free quiz and you'll have an idea idea of what you need um, in order to achieve your goals, like what type of support, you know, because there, it's a small percentage of the population, but there is a percentage of the population, um, Gretchen Rubin labels as, as the rebel type or tendency, the rebel tendency, where they're like, if somebody expects me to do something, I'm not doing it, right? It has to be, it has to, for them, it has to be, I'm doing this because that's the type of person I am. 
I'm doing this because this is my legacy. It has nothing to do with what I said I was going to do. It has nothing to do with what other people want me to do. So that's why it's really, I, th I believe it's really important to know yourself and know what motivates you because what might work for me might turn you completely off. Yeah, that's a great first step. So everyone should definitely Google for that quiz. Um, so I want to remind everyone watching on Facebook, if you have any questions for Jody, please write them in the comment box. I'm happy to ask them for you. If any of these steps she's sharing sound scary or amazing and you want to share your thoughts on that, feel free to. We have a couple more minutes left and I want to ask Jody, where, what kind of mistakes do you see people make when they're, when they're taking these steps? I know one of them we mentioned was you know, not doing the thing that's kind of aligned with who you are, but are, are there other things people do to sabotage themselves or to kind of drop the ball on trying to build this goal of being more visible? Yeah, and it's going to sound, you know, so like simplistic, but it's the opposite of what we're talking about. We never define the goal. Like if you had just been like, yeah, I, I want to be a sexy dancer, you know, but it's like you never define what that means, then you're never going to know what to do to become like, then you're just wishing and wishing like, I wish I could be like these other people. I wish I could be like, you know, but like, what does that mean? Define it. And then choosing a goal. Like, if you don't know what the end point is, like, how do you know in which direction to goal to go, you know? So now, you know, you want to join a competition at some point, like you can kind of have an idea of what you, what the gap is between here and there and what to work on. And if we know something for a lot of us, if we don't share with other people that we have this goal, we can stretch it on endlessly instead of working on it right now it becomes like tomorrow or next week or next month or next year and that's when we find that like year after year we're like man nothing's changed like i like years ago i wanted to do this and i still haven't done it and it's like did you define the goal did you declare it did you put it out there you know like did you get support did you get accountability right and did you do like, did you fully commit to it? Cause this is the thing too. Sometimes people are like, yeah, I have this goal of, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to speak locally at three events this year, but they weren't really committed to it. It was like other people wanted it for them, or it was like a should, you know, I should do this for my business to be successful. And if it's what other people want, or it feels like a should, you're not, really committed to it. It has to like, you have to own it. Like it's what you want for yourself. N like no kidding. Like you're a hundred percent in. you got to get to that point where you're a hundred percent in because then you're unstoppable. So like not doing these things, not taking these actions will slow you down and actually can have you spinning your wheels endlessly. Yeah. I want to share something I learned about myself in, in trying to determine different marketing techniques and how I was going to build my business. Because I would see things like people creating YouTube channels and I would think, I'm going to create a YouTube channel. And it seemed like a great idea. <laughs> right. <laughs> then I had to actually sit down, close my eyes and visualize myself doing that work like writing scripts and shooting videos and editing videos and posting videos. And when I actually thought through what that process was like, that was when I would determine whether or not it was a goal I actually wanted to work on. Yeah. But you have to like imagine yourself in that process and not just see the outcome because the work really is what 
what it takes to get there. It's not just like it magically shows up on YouTube. You know, and I want to underscore this, Angela, because this can be for little or big things. Because recently I've taken on, I'm going to do yoga three times a week. And it doesn't have to be an hour of yoga. Like seriously, like I didn't define it that clearly. It could be a 10 minute yoga session, right? But I have not done a good job of getting it done. And you know what the thing is? It's like, I know what works for me. It's like the night before I have to visualize what time of day this is happening, where I'm doing it, what program I'm doing it. Like, like I have, like you talk about that image, but it's almost like for me, I have to have like, it's almost like a movie I'm watching in my head. And when yeah. I, and it's, it's not just yoga, it's the entire day. When I think about how is my day going to flow tomorrow and I start living it like it's a movie in my head the night before, I know that's how my day is going to go. And if I don't, Make it seem like I just floated out there, like I'm gonna do yoga tomorrow. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. All day long I'll think about it, but it doesn't happen because there are other things that I feel have to get done instead. Yep. Before we jump into the lightning round, can you quickly recap the four ways to get out of your own way and put yourself out there in just one sentence each? Yeah, define for yourself what it means to put yourself out there right? And then choose a goal that represents success according to that definition. Share your goal with other people and get support. And there's even a fifth step. Do it. Like complete it. Like, <laughs> yeah. like complete your goal and then rinse and repeat it. Do it over and over again. Because it's like you said, Angela, like once you do it the first time, like it gets easier to do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So once you complete your goal, celebrate love it, take it in, like re write that story you have about yourself and then choose another goal. Yes. All right. Let's jump into our lightning round. Okay. Change my questions for 2018. So you're the first person to hear these questions. <laughs> the first question is what does success mean to you? It's two things. So for me, success involves both having financial freedom and doing work that really lights me up, that I'm really passionate about. Because if I have financial freedom, but I don't love what I'm doing, I'm not gonna feel successful. And if I'm doing work that I'm passionate about and that lights me up, but I'm struggling to pay my bills and worrying about that, that also does not feel like success. So for me personally, it's financial freedom and doing work that I'm passionate about. And number two, why is it important for more women to speak up? Okay. So <laughs> this is, this is me getting a little bit deep right now. Um, we live in a world that is very violent. There's a lot of wars. There's a lot of strife. There's a lot of disagreement. There's a lot of suffering um, and injustice. And I think part of that is because, or a big reason for that is because there's an imbalance of masculine energy making the decisions that like the, the positions of power have a lot of masculine energy in them and not enough feminine energy. And I don't think we need to tip the scales. I think it needs to be balanced out and we'll get there when more, more women are speaking up, are taking leadership roles, are, are being heard, putting their voices out there so they can be heard. And if you have not heard Oprah's speech at the Golden Globes, Stop what you're doing right now and Google it. It's everywhere. I mean, this morning when I woke up, it, it had been viewed like 35 million times or more. Like it, and it happened like two days ago. Yeah. It's awesome. And you got to watch it. 
I love that. I love that idea of creating more balance. You know, mm -hmm. that's exactly, I think that's right on. Number three, if you were given an extra $100 a week, what would you do with it? I would outsource more things. I would outsource the things I don't want to do so I can spend more time doing the things I do want to do. So I would outsource things like housekeeping and some of the podcast production and marketing in my business. So I can do more things like this, like in my own community and in other people's communities. I mean, this is fun for me. So a hundred dollars to have somebody else do what I would have to do instead. That's where it would go. Nice. And a couple of months ago, I interviewed Julia Mines on my podcast about TED Talks. And one of the questions we came, that came out of that conversation is, what is your favorite word and what does it taste like? And I loved it so much that I added it to my list for every guest. <laughs> so what is your favorite word and what is it? <laughs> I almost reached out to you because I'm like, am I reading that right? And then I was like, no, knowing what I know about Angela, I'm, I'm reading that right. So yeah. <laughs> My favorite word is joy, and I'm actually going to introduce an expression I have. So joy tastes like orange juice because orange juice is sunshine in a glass. <laughs> yes. And number five, what does it mean to you to claim the stage? Claiming the stage, you know, when I picture that, like, if, and when I'm in a moment that I, I'm claiming the stage, like I'm in my power right? And also at the same time, I'm a messenger, almost like I'm a vessel. I'm a messenger to empower other people, right? So when I'm claiming the stage, I am fully acknowledging how powerful I am and fully acknowledging how powerful my audience is. And there's just this connection and this exchange going between us. I love that. Mm. Is there anything you'd like to promote or share with my audience? Yes, I actually have something in the works right now. The landing page isn't ready to go, but you can, um, if this interests anybody, you can email me directly. Um, I wrote a book um, that I published in 2016. It's called Accomplished, How to Go from Dreaming to Doing. And this was, um, I have a system I take my clients through. So when I'm working one-on-one -on -one with somebody, there are, there's, structures and steps we go through to get them from wishing to have the life that they want or the business they want to actually having it. And so I put a DIY version of that system in my book. So that's essentially what my book is. Well, I'm taking that and I'm creating a group program for it. And it's called the Accomplished Intensive right? So it's going to be eight weeks. It's intense. It's going to be for people who are like, this year is going to be different. Like I am, I am going, I'm going to go from wishing about things to actually doing them and achieving success. Um, and if somebody is interested in being a part of that, finding out more about it, they can email me directly. Um, I'm at Jody J O D I at women and women is plural women taking the lead. So Jody J O D I at women taking the lead. Dot com. Dot com. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you are the person to teach that intensive. I think that anyone, like you said, who's thinking about going from, from wishing to creating it should, mm -hmm. should definitely sign up for that because to have that accountability and that support is so important because it, it's really easy to come up with ideas. It's a lot harder to execute. 
Yeah. And it's, this program is all about exactly what we were talking about earlier. When you have to change your perception or the story you have about yourself and what you're capable of, this system does that. Like it will go from, oh my God, everything feels so hard. And that's because of the story you have to, this is who I am. This is what I'm capable of. Of course, I'm going to do it. And you just do it. (laughs) Nice. And uh, where can we find more information about you? Oh, at my hub, womentakingthelead.com. Everything is there. Your hub. I love that you call that. <laughs> I just imagine this like really crazy headquarters where like Dr. Evil <laughs> works and you have an office there. <laughs> Behind the scenes for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jody, it was so great having you on the show today. Thanks so much for taking the time to share four ways to get out of your own way and put yourself out there so many good ideas and it's so practical and I think everyone listening today could take something from this and and change the way that they're approaching their work and their their ability to get out there and talk about it so thank you I'm so grateful to you Angela I'm so honored to be here and thank you for everyone who's been listening along and playing along and reach out to me I love when people contact me so thank you yes excellent thank you well, there you have it. My interview with Jody Flynn. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. I think Jody is such a gem. She has so much knowledge and I love her personality and she just, she just does it, you know, like that's what you got to do. You just got to do it because we all have those fears, but at the end of the day, just doing it is the answer to go from dreaming to doing. Anyway, if you liked this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes so we can help more people find it. You can be part of my marketing team for a minute and uh, be part of making this podcast even more successful. And if you haven't heard the news, I know Jody mentioned it. We are the number one podcast on the inspiring podcast list on Forbes. So that's pretty awesome. And uh, I just I'm very honored and excited about what's to come. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, stop waiting, start creating. I'll see you next time. 